0: Why you will succeed this year. Welcome to find the good, a weekly offering focused on finding the good in our lives, despite the challenges and chaos that we face every day. Consider this just you, just me and a cup of coffee. My words are meant to inspire, but be real. And what I mean by that is be real life applicable. I have found it is often easy to hear someone's words of inspiration when life is good, but it is so hard to relate to when life is tough. So I want to speak to those who are going through the good and the bad and the in-between and truly be relatable, give bite-sized pieces of inspiration that can help you to find the good, even during the bad. Today, I wanted to talk about how you will succeed this year how you will be successful this year. And while I'm launching this around the beginning of the year, this topic will be applicable for anyone at any time who is looking to make changes in their life, to start fresh, to reset, to change the channel, to reset the dial, to change the course they're heading on in order to attain more joy, more abundance, peace, prosperity, happiness, meaning, purpose, and the things that matter most. I base my concepts on two things, research, and real life experiences. I love reading studies and understanding the how and the why of why we work and why we don't work and why sometimes we don't do the things we want to do. In addition, I have been life coaching people for over 20 years and have learned about real life human nature. Studies and data are great and they can give us insight as to how and why we may respond to certain situations in life. But I have found that the learning firsthand from my clients has been the single most powerful form of learning I have done because it's real. And that's what I want to be for you. I want to give those of you who are down and out an opportunity to reconsider and find even just one step you can take to move you forward. And for those of you who are rocking it out and loving life right now, I want to remind you how to stay passionate and not ride the wave for too long. As life will always find a way to challenge us and we have to be ready with our coat of armor, with our resiliency, with our vision to stay focused on the prize and not get distracted by the challenge and the chaos. So I'm passionate about this topic and because as a life coach, I meet with hundreds of people each year, both in individual and group settings. And the one thing I notice in all of my clients, the ones who are successful and the ones who are not. There's three simple secrets that differentiate. These three things change everything. Now, I tell all of my clients these three things, but not everybody will buy into them and not everybody will do them. But I promise you, the ones who do are the ones who are moving mountains in their lives, overcoming incredible obstacles and living their dream lives. And the ones who don't, they stay stuck with who they are and what they think their truth is in their life. I never push a client to do something that isn't authentic, but I have seen time and time and time again that when my clients do these three things, they're always successful. So let's tap into these three things as to why you will be successful this year. Number one, they have a vision for what they want. And what I mean by this is simply the goal is not enough. The goal is not enough. Let me say that so that you can hear this. The goal is not enough. Wanting to lose 20 pounds or getting a $10,000 raise or a promotion or getting married or buying a house or whatever your dream of your life may be right now. It isn't enough. Having the dream isn't enough. Listen to me and let me say to you that one more time, having the dream isn't enough. The reason I say this is that life can be tough and when you dream, it is in an ideal world, but the world isn't ideal and you have to make your dreams bigger than a number or a checkbox. You have to bring your dreams to life with a vision. What will your dreams do for you? For example, if you lose 20 pounds, so what? How will your life be any better? It isn't the weight. It is what you will get by being healthier. Maybe you have more energy to keep up with your kids. Maybe you'll feel more confident when walking into a room. Maybe you know that you are worthy of feeling good and inspired to share that message with others by being a role model when you do. But whatever it is, it is a number or a thing is not your goal. It is the so what of the goal that matters. So I want you to spend time thinking about your, so what picture the life you're living and when you reach your goals, picture your confidence, your joy, your courage, your ability to move forward in life, write it down, create a vision for the life you lead. Think about who you want to be when you walk into a room. Think about the energy you want to give off. Think about the impact you want to have and connect it back to your goals. A little story on this point. Sometimes I work with clients who tell me, Julie, when I lose 20 pounds, I will have confidence to walk into a room or go on vacation or I'll start dating again, but I have to dig deeper into what it is that they feel that the 20 pounds of weight loss will do for them. Is it truly limiting your life right now? Can you have a plan to be focused on the weight loss, but not let your life pass you by in the meantime? One of my clients explained that she was so self-aware of her extra weight gain, she didn't want to go to a party she was attending, and she felt everybody would be noticing how much weight she had gained. She told me she wanted to lose the weight so that she could go to parties again. To me, it's not so much about the weight. It's about feeling good about you, finding confidence in who you are and where you are, and having a plan to continue and inspire and enhance your life, such as a healthy lifestyle plan. But to wait to do things in life until you lose the weight, you may miss out on some pretty amazing things. So a great story I want to tell you about is what I witnessed about a year ago. I was at a party and a woman walked in who was gregarious, lit up the room, had a huge smile on her face, you know, the kind that when you look at it, it makes you smile too. She was warm and welcoming. She talked to everybody. You could hear her laugh across the room and you could tell she was having a wonderful time. This woman was also overweight by several hundred pounds. But if you asked me to describe her, I wouldn't start by describing her size. I would say, oh yeah, that woman who was so joyful in the life of the party. Yeah, I want to hang out with her more. She had such good energy. That's what I want. But at the same party, there was another girl who walked in and had her head down the whole time. She barely talked to anyone. And when she was in a circle of people, she seemed to look away or stare out in the distance. She didn't strike up any conversation or appear to be having any fun. She was also a clothing model who had what some may consider the perfect body, the perfect face, the perfect hair. But if I had to describe her, I probably couldn't actually at all. You see, she didn't leave any mark on being present and that party. I actually talked to her on the way out because I like to try to be inclusive. And the rest of the party seemed to be saying side comments about her being snooty, snobby, too good for the rest of them. That's the way she came off. But when I talked to her, I found out that she was so incredibly insecure with herself, not snobby at all, actually. Rather the latter, she didn't feel good enough, was overly critical of herself and felt like she could never fit into a party with all of these good looking and happy people. But what surprised me is once I talked to her, I could see her kindness and beauty. But based on how she sees herself, she felt that she was ugly and unworthy of others' attention. So why I tell you that story is a weight loss goal can be a good one or any goal related to these topics. But when you're focused on getting healthier, the outcome isn't just the weight loss, maybe the goal is to be more like the first girl who lights up the room when she walks in or to have positive energy or to feel good in your skin yes you can still focus on the weight loss but i don't want to focus on those other things until i don't want you to wait to focus on those other things until you've had the weight loss i want you to focus on your confidence your self-acceptance and your positivity and the same is true for all the goals, your weight loss, your money, your job. Rarely, it's not just about the title or fancy car or big house or whatever it is, it's about perhaps how you want to feel accomplished. Like you had a plan and executed on it, proud of who you are. When you focus on those things, what you truly want, these other things like weight loss, raises, promotions, et cetera, naturally happen. So truly decide what you want, who you want to be and who you don't want to be. And don't wait for something to start making that happen, to start being that person. I very rarely meet somebody who is happy with exactly who and where they are at this moment, but the happiest people I know are the ones who have goals, have a plan, have a backup plan and stay focused on that. It's never about reaching the end of the journey, but learning to enjoy your journey along the way that's why I never put my clients on a diet it's always a healthy lifestyle program that they can live into for the rest of their lives I never have them do anything for just a little while it's about learning habits beliefs and actions that will help them to be more of the person they want to be in all situations and these things have to stick so you have to know what you want and be clear on your why your are so what have a vision for what you want and make it more than just a statement Number two, you have to have specific measures or objectives along your journey. This one is a deal breaker. This one is a deal breaker guys. I've never met anyone who just said, I want to exercise more, or I want to eat less unhealthy food, or I want to think more positively and then just does it. The reason being is that there is no form of measure. And when we are trying to make changes, we're trying to change a habit. That means we have to rewire the brain. When we rewire the brain, it takes consistent conditioning of that new action or habit to make it stick. And if we don't have a specific action, the brain will always just keep traveling down the same path it always has, and ultimately, you'll always just do what you've always done. So if you want to exercise more, you have to set a goal as to how many days a week, for how long, and I recommend to my clients to use Sundays as your planning days. Look at the week in front of you and decide which days are going to be best for your workout based on what you know is going to happen that week and do it and set aside one day as your backup plan in case something doesn't work out because truthfully, it hardly ever works out the way you think it's going to. So set aside that backup plan, put your workout plans into your scheduler and treat them like a meeting or an appointment that you cannot cancel. If you want to eat healthier meals, what does that really mean? Is it one healthier meal a day? And how will you do this? Will you pack your lunch? Will you identify food in the cafeteria or local restaurant that are healthiest and choose those? Be specific with yourself about what eating healthier means to you and how you know if you are on track with your goals. Check in with yourself weekly. And if you slip one week, you can just reset the next Sunday. Studies say that when we have something specific we are working towards, it is much easier for us to be successful at it. If we don't bake in a measure to it, it's just random. And we typically just go back to old habits. Thirdly, and equally important, you must have accountability. That is something or someone who can check in with you, help you to remember what you said is important. So often my clients will tell me that they've set their goals, but they won't tell their partners. When I ask why, they hem-haw around it and say, I don't want to be embarrassed if I fail at it. And my response is, if you don't tell us about it, it's because you're afraid you're going to fail, and then you will fail, because you're already giving yourself permission. You're already think about it as if it's a possibility, and the brain hears that. The brain is so smart. It's as if you give yourself the get out of jail free card to fail, but have no, and have no one you know know it. And if you know that this, and you know what this does when you fail at a goal, and you've, when you fail at a goal and nobody knows about it, it starts to break you down individually because all of a sudden we start thinking, I'm so embarrassed, I'm a failure, but nobody knows. So I'm not going to tell them and I'm not going to share my goals in the future because I'll probably fail again. And I start breaking myself down from the inside out. Maybe others will find me out one day and realize that I'm not as wonderful or cool or fill in the blank as to what you hope they think about you. I'll just keep my goals to myself or worse. Eventually, maybe I'll stop setting goals and just say, I'm a failure. I've given up and I just can't be successful and this is my new normal. And this is what happens to a lot of people. However, on the flip side, if you tell someone about your goals, it does a lot of things. First of all, it crystallizes for them, them for you. When you say them out loud to someone, you've declared your intention. And when you just keep it to yourself, it's easy to forget. It also allows that person to help you. If your partner knows you want to eat healthier, maybe they'll suggest a different idea for dinner. If they don't know, maybe they'll suggest what they've always had and allow people to be a part of your journey and help you. You never know, maybe they're interested in doing the same thing, do and now you're going to give them permission to do it as well. The accountability is key because there is a very common cycle to goals. First, you get excited about them and set them and think, this is it. I'm going to do it. And you start off well, you're doing everything you said you would, you're feeling good about yourself, but then life happens. Stress happens. Schedules change. Unexpected things get in the way and we fall off. We struggle. And if we don't have somebody or something there to remind us of what we said was so important, we have a self-declared epic fail. And we go back to living our old life. It is in the moments of struggle, of initial failure, of questioning yourself, that having someone or something to help you is key. That is the role I play as a life coach that I feel is most important. Sure. I help my clients to initially set their vision and their goals and the steps to achieve them. But to me, that's the easy part. The hard part is when life happens and we start to fall off. It is in that very moment, the accountability will help you to stay or get back on track. We crucify ourselves the moment we feel like we are failing. But I'm going to tell you something that I want you to hear loud and clear. Failure doesn't mean you are a failure. Failure does not mean you are a failure. It means you had the courage to try something, it didn't go as planned, and it went in a direction to teach you something. Maybe it was how to do it differently, or maybe it was to remind you how much you wanted. But I can tell you that if you want to have the greatest amount of success possible, you have to fail as well. Think about any of the entrepreneurial musical sports icons out there, Mark Zuckerberg, Michael Dell, Bill Gates, Michael Phelps, LeBron James, Ed Sheeran, Taylor Swift, or add in your own list of people you admire. When you think of these people, doesn't it seem like they've had this cushy, amazing life and you wish you had such luck and fortune? I promise you, if I interviewed any of these people, one of the things they would tell us are about their struggles and their challenges. And I would guess that their struggles are what gave them the courage to push and go out and do what they do. They rose above it. And that is what you must do too. Rise above your struggle. It isn't there to get in your way. It is there to help you to build the most amazing success in your life. You can't build it. If you're not focused on your failure, you need to look at failure in the eye and say, thank you very much. Because of you, I am better and hold your head high evaluate and evolve your plan and keep going. I recently heard Ed Sharon say he got into music because he was bullied. It was his way of fighting himself and not being overcome by the bullying. Now don't those bullies feel bad now? I also love the story of Steve Jobs, how he actually was fired from the company he started, only to go to another, uh, create in another incredibly successful company, and then be asked to come back to his original company and lead the vision into new ground. And where he's led it, it's one of the most successful companies in the world. Imagine being fired from the company you started, having the courage to go do something else and be successful at that, absolutely crush it, and then be asked to come back and lead your original company into new strategic directions. If Steve had focused on his failure, he would not have had the courage to do those things. Instead, he focused on his truth. He knew he had powerful ideas and vision, and he knew he was capable, and he knew he could do amazing things with it, and he did. He is one of those people who I am so inspired by because of his courage. And I love his quote about, you know, if he doesn't have fun for too many days in a row, if he's not enjoying what he does, then he needs to look at what he's really doing in his life. So he has definitely been a leader for me. And, um, you know, we think of Steve often as somebody who really paved the way for us to overcome our failures and to make a difference in the world. So we must find that same courage and that ability to see ourselves with powerful, confident, and kind eyes. The world is hard as it is. Have someone or something that helps you to get back on track when you fall, when you fail, when you fall off. When something takes you off course, this will make all of the difference in the world. So there you go. These are my three reasons why you will be successful in whatever you want to accomplish. Set your vision and know your why make it measurable, and have accountability. And if you do these things, you will be unstoppable. This life is just waiting for you to find the good in it. So go get it.